Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. These are the voices which we hear in solitude, but they grow faint and inaudible as we enter into the world. Society everywhere is in conspiracy against the manhood of every one of its members. Society is a joint stock company in which the members agree for the better securing of his bread to each shareholder to surrender the liberty and culture of the eater. The virtue in most requests is conformity. Ralph Waldo Emerson on Self-Reliance. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette. So glad to have you here. So glad to have you listening. Uh, A recent milestone for the podcast is that we hit 20,000 all-time downloads. That is amazing. I am so excited. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for recommending the podcast. It just means so much to me. I'm so excited that I get to do this podcast. It gives me joy and inspiration and I've met amazing people through it. I continue to uh, explore, you know, new ideas because people have introduced them to me, new topics and everything. So it keeps me in a state of wonder. I hope it does the same for you. So just starting the podcast there with a big thank you for that. I am recording this during the baby's nap time on a Monday afternoon uh, when I am very, very happy to be back in our house after there was a terrible storm, a microburst, possible tornado touchdown situation, very unexpected, that left us without power for five days. So once it started really getting to be a furnace in here, no AC, no water, no electricity, we hightailed it over to my father's farm, which is not that far away, and stayed in his upper barn, which is a beautiful area it's converted uh loft Uh uh-oh baby is up so (laughs) okay i will continue this later so you'll hear a little glitch and then i will pop back on and continue these thoughts okay wow coming back to you quite a few hours later it's now 10 o'clock at night (laughs) that uh the intro i recorded was about one something in the afternoon Uh, i thought she was going to sleep uh, a lot longer than she did, but I think she's a little thrown from our our storm adventure. She's still getting back on her sleep schedule. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, this, this whole adventure going to my dad's, and I was going to say it's a very cool space. It's in an 1886 Amish bank barn that has a converted hayloft that's a quite a big living space. So we were camped out there, packed the dogs in, you know, we had to go back to our place to be watering our animals, getting water from a neighbor with a generator. It was a lot of back and forth, a lot of changes to everyone's routine. And of course, the toddler was a bit thrown by that. She did great, I would say 95% of the time, but near the end, I think she wanted to be in her own space. And we did too. So it's so it's just funny to me sometimes the expectations we have of little, little, little children that um, we don't live up to ourselves. You know, I mean, 
I, I was pretty, you know, grumpy and we were all thrown off and we, you know, we, we all need our routines. The dogs were thrown off. They were, they were like, where are we? Where's our routine? So we're all just sort of muddling by and then we just sort of do the best with whatever capacities that we have. And toddlers really don't have that much emotional regulation. And sometimes I want to, you know, feel like flipping myself backwards and just, you know, in, in rage or, you know, <laughs> when you take something away from me <laughs> that, um, uh, you know, that's, I get it. I get it. So in any case, we're happy to be home. Everyone's safe. All is good. But uh, this whole experience, first of all, made me um, think that be careful what you talk about um, and be careful what I talk, I should be careful what I talk about on this podcast because God is going to give me a chance to live it out uh, quite soon, apparently. <laughs> um, because if you listen to my last episode, I was really meditating on the idea of home and what does home mean and sort of tradition and place and meaning, all those things. Um, and I did get quite a few interesting notes uh, with some thoughts about that episode. If you sent me an email or something, I haven't responded yet. Uh, I will soon, obviously. It's been quite a week, so I haven't had time yet. But thank you for writing and thank you for your thoughts. Um, but yeah, this whole idea of home. And then so here we are. We were out of our home. This sort of crazy thing happened. And we were back at my family home. And we're there pondering, you know, about the family farm and what does that mean and what it means for us to be there. And, you know, if we'll be there again someday or not. Um, so, you know, and we're missing our home and thinking about what it means to us. So it's like, it's like I was really given the chance to meditate on this. And uh, I also, this whole experience brought up today's topic, which is self-reliance, uh, because when something like this happens, um, I at least feel very helpless because you realize how dependent you are on so many things. Um, you know, if the grocery store, you know, if all the grocery stores closed, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'm a terrible vegetable farmer. Every year I have these big ideas. This year we didn't even grow anything, not a single thing. At least normally one year I at least get like some overgrown cucumber and tomatoes or something, but this year it just did not happen. I will say other parts of the garden were more in control. We have a lot of mint, you know, just overflowing mint. I could I could have nice uh, mojitos, I guess, but otherwise I would starve. Um, and my sort of useless pet animals would also starve because none of them are working animals really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we'd be in we'd be in big trouble. Um, and uh, you know, AC electricity these things uh, are important to me as much as I like to wax philosophic about the Luddite life and you know sort of romanticize a lot of that I have no romantic feelings about July without air conditioning uh, I want air conditioning all the time through the summer absolutely very grateful for it very grateful for that modern amenity uh, I like electricity um, you know I, I mean I can get behind the candles and everything and I think there's probably something to be said about our sleep and our REM cycles probably being a lot healthier if we sort of woke up with the sun and went to sleep with the sun but how would I read into the night on those winter nights without electric lights um, uh, without at least losing my eyesight, you know, peering over candlelight. But so in any case, all this sort of muddled thoughts had me thinking, why don't I just do a short episode? Obviously, it's going to be short. I'm sorry, I'm going to get back to my sort of more prepared episodes, hopefully this week. But um, I did want to sort of get something out. And hopefully, maybe like last week, um, I'll be 
you know, happy to hear from people that it did resonate and it was a good topic to explore. So here are some thought provoking things for you. So that first first quote I, I started the episode with is Emerson uh, on self-reliance. And of course, he's talking about mental self-reliance of being able to rely on your own faculties, on your own logic and judgment and a confidence in yourself that can't be swayed by the crowd, can't be swayed by society, which he so you know um, dismissively refers to as a joint stock company. Um, and that there's sort of this joint agreement that just to keep getting by, getting basic basic necessity to the shareholder, every single person must surrender their liberty. Uh, and the virtue in most requests is conformity. So that is about self-reliance of the mind, about relying on your own mind. There are some things in that essay that I think he gets, uh, I don't quite agree with. You know, Emerson was, um, you know, he was pretty anti-organized religion and things like that. But um, I really respect his idea of sort of uh, that, that, that I think of this John Steinbeck quote too. He's, he talks about the free the free thinking mind, that this is something that he would defend, the, the right of an individual to follow where their mind uh, takes them, um, that, that no, no country, no religion has a right to take that away from somebody. And I think that we all too often sort of give up, uh, give up our minds so easily to the crowd, to peer pressure, to wanting to just get along. Um, and sometimes we don't even know why we think what we think. It's just all been what we've always been told. And that can certainly be true of religion. And it can be true of secularism too, which can be its own form of religion. Religion, you know, Bob Dylan said, you, you're going to worship somebody. <laughs> um, if you're an atheist, you're, you're worshiping someone, I guarantee it. Uh, it's a good question to ask who that is. So that first quote is all about um, mental self-reliance, which I really think is important too. And of course, this whole experience this past week made me think of physical self-reliance, um, which of course in the extreme end has some people sort of hunkering down in bunkers, right? Because, uh, you know, who knows what's going on with these supply chain issues and everything else, but hey, they're going to be prepared. So <laughs> good for them. Um, but I do think there is, um, especially with younger people, um, millennials, um, that, that there's this sense that we, we feel, um, a bit helpless, at least I do, as far as uh, practical skills. I do have friends who can sew and all sorts of things like that. I can't sew at all. Nobody taught me. Nobody taught taught me how to cook. Um, that was something I learned later in life, and I love to cook. Um, but that was something I learned. Um, I didn't know how to balance a checkbook. I didn't know how to do my taxes. You're like, what were we learning in <laughs> school? I mean, just these basic things uh, that I feel very very beholden to other people and to entities. Uh, that's even sort of more frightening is to entities I don't know or understand, you know, that I go to the grocery store and I don't really know where anything is coming from. Um, I wrote about this in a newsletter before about how it sort of disturbs me sometimes how we we can get basically any food any time of year. Um, I said, if anybody wants, if any publisher ever wants to uh, you know, pay me a, a good advance. It's going to have to be kind of a decent amount of money for me to do this, but to live seasonally, um, to cook seasonally and to only, um, make food basically that would be local and would be in season. And I just wonder how that would change my perspective of food and, 
Um, maybe even my health, you know, I mean, maybe we're not supposed to be having so much available all the time. Um, but anyway, that's a little bit of a side note, but this whole idea that, um, of self-reliance, self-sufficiency that, uh, that, that we, we don't, we don't have too many skills. Um, most of us, if you threw us out in the wilderness, we would not last very long. And, uh, that's sort of unfortunate. And when things like this happen, even though it's on a, you know, mild scale, we were never in any kind of danger or anything like that. We had plenty of people and places, you know, to, to go and to help us out. Um, it does make you think about those things. And we were just talking tonight, you know, what about if we were in a blizzard? And I mean, we really do live on a very rural lane um, that is considered a driveway, even though it is, it, it's a road that uh, I have this argument with the post office all the time. Um, but the county thinks of us as pretty last priority. So it is not, unheard of to think that we could be really really snowed in and we have been snowed in before but we've always our neighbors with the big tractors and stuff we've always been able to get out with a four-wheel drive vehicle but i mean we really could get snowed in here so these are things to think about um so these are two definitions right two ideas of self-sufficiency mental self-sufficiency physical self-sufficiency so as i'm talking about this we're probably assuming this is a virtue this is good to be self-sufficient so let me complicate the issue a little bit by bringing up a quote from William Nicholson, who wrote the play Shadowlands. Um, and that's the play that became a movie uh, with Anthony Hopkins about uh, C.S. Lewis and his wife, Joy. So this is a quote from the play. Self-sufficiency is the enemy of salvation. If you are self-sufficient, you have no need of God. If you have no need of God, you do not seek him. If you do not seek him, you will not find him. So there we go. If you're completely self-sufficient, you're physically able to do anything you want. Uh, you you are emotionally, uh, you know, you're, you have, have Emerson's, you know, vigorous, confident mind. Uh, what do you, what do you need God for? You're good. You're set. So that's something to think about as well. And I think that this whole thing just makes me think about um, who who we are reliant on. Um, this was another. This was a quote I heard from uh, from a podcast recently. I, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before the thousand hours outside movement. This whole idea of getting outside for a thousand hours every year um, with your kids. Um, or you yourself, you can keep track. Um, I started keeping track at the beginning of the year. I've lost count, but I sort of try to keep this track in my head that I want a certain amount of time outside each day um, and so on to sort of vaguely get close to that goal. But in any case, there's a podcast. And on the most recent podcast, um, I can't remember the author. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, after I look up the episode. But uh, the, the person they were interviewing brought up how, this question of, you know, she was talking about motherhood and a lot of the the issues with that many women have, you know, the, the struggles that women have. But she also said that, that there's certain things that are just hard about motherhood and that that's okay. You know, you hear a lot about in modern life about self-care and people are saying, well, what do you need? You know, how, you know, you, you need your time, you need your me time, blah, blah. Believe me, I believe that. I mean, <laughs> you do, you do need to carve out your time. But she said, nobody's asking anyone, especially mothers, who needs you? And sometimes you're it, uh, especially if you're mom, uh, like if you're especially, you know, if you have a newborn or an infant, but little kids too, there's something 
they they really need um, from their mothers and you will be needed uh, you will you will have to give up certain parts of your life and um, you'll probably have to make sacrifices but nobody asks that question nobody asks who needs you and uh, and vice versa we can ask who do I need you know who do I need in my life do I, is my spouse my friends my family my parents um, my children in a, in in a way uh, you know I don't need them physically but I need them emotionally you know what I mean like you can think think that way that we are all in a cycle of need we do need each other we need we need support and help and we can't do any of these things alone and that seems contrary to this whole sort of virtuous idea of self-reliance and self-sufficiency but I think that the whole question this prompts is who who do we need and are we putting our faith uh, and our trust in the right people or entities? And I think that that's what sort of frightens me about um, when things like this happen is I realize that I've sort of much of my life is reliant on things that I don't understand on, you know, abstractions that I don't know. You know, I don't know much about how electricity works. I, I barely understand, you know, my electric bill. <laughs> Uh, and you know, again, like the grocery store, I don't know where things are coming from. I don't know how I get my food. You know, I, there are I have just so many questions. So I do need a lot of a lot of these people and companies, and again, like sort of abstract entities. And I think that that is um, problematic. Uh, I've recommended this book before, E.F. Schumacher, Small is Beautiful, Economics as if People mad Mattered. If you want to understand what's going on with our economy, with sort of the modern world, that book, it just he wrote it, I think it was in the 80s, and it just, it, it is what's happening. And I think he so accurately describes um, economies that work on small scales. And also, though, that we actually sort of emotionally need to be on, on much smaller scales, that, that our brains aren't prepared to comprehend the, the, the largesse of the systems that we are a part of. Um, and then sort of, you know, beyond this sort of economic question and sort of the practicality of how am I getting my food or how am I getting the X, Y, Z, uh, who, who are we relying on emotionally? You know, are we relying on God or are we relying on our social media feed for validation? Are we relying on texting or are we relying on in-person, um, you know, or, or on the phone, like genuine conversations, you know, how are we getting what we need? And is that, is that safe? You know, is it safe to put your sense of self into your social media identity and how many likes you get? Uh, is that safe, uh, to, to your emotional life? Um, you know, uh, that, that, that's something to ask is, is how, we, we, we are always in a state of need, right? Even when we are at our most self-reliant, we have, we have put our trust in someone or something. And I think it's just a good idea to make sure that we put our trust in the right things. So I hope this was thought provoking. I wrote a bunch of quotes down here that I didn't get to really talk about, but here's, here's an, here's a great one to sort of end this meditation on from, from Emerson, you know, this, this will motivate you. He says, let us advance on chaos and the dark. So off you go, advance on chaos and the dark. So um, be self-reliant, 
but also recognize the human sort of need for others uh, and need for God and need to uh, trust. We need to trust. So just make sure that 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 sort of that that cycle of of need and reliance uh, it, it makes sense. Um, it doesn't really make sense in my life much of the time. Is just what I'm realizing and. I think that um, I want to meditate on that more and sort of make that all make more sense. And speaking of making sense, I hope that this episode made sense. <laughs> Again, I'm apologizing for, um, you know, I, I want to do sort of these sound rich episodes. I have all these ideas for these Scottish folklore stories I want to do. And I want to, um, you know, really, really have some immersive audio experiences for you. And hopefully I will soon. I'm, I am doing some fun interviews coming up so that will also um, be shared soon Uh, so but you know it's July we're all sort of like sitting here in the heat so it's just sort of a time right to like sip that mojito from all that mint that I'm going to share with you from the garden the only thing I have to share with you (laughs) and just think these big thoughts right so um so my recommendation is going to be Enya (laughs) You all know who Enya is, right? She has the most, if you go to a spa, Enya is on in the background. She was like queen of the 90s. She was on all the time. I don't know what was going on, but my dad, I remember when he got like a huge new stereo system, the first thing he played was Enya, you know, like Sail Away or something like that. And our house was just vibrating with this. Uh, So I'm playing some Enya because I've had a stressful week. And I think after I finish this episode, I'm going to take a hot shower, put some Enya on, you know, drink some tea and go to bed. So um she 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 look she's really cool she she uh, is a is a native gaelic speaker gaelic is her first language so that's that's really cool um she was part of her like parents irish band her family's irish band and then she just made it big we we read her wikipedia page way too in depth one time and i'm pretty sure um per the internet that she now has a castle with a bunch of cats like 20 cats so she's clearly doing great good for her I'm on um, a YouTube video of one of her videos and people are clearly very moved um, by, the, by, by this music. Um, uh, wow, so like, I can't believe I finally found the original song. This melody has been in my mind for years. What a masterpiece. Someone else says this song is not just a song, it's a feeling. So more than that, this is the best song I have ever listened to. It's angelic. I just heard this song the other day and the next day on a TV commercial. Absolutely beautiful. See, you know, just because you hear it on a commercial does not make it any less beautiful. Yeah, why does this song make me feel like I'm in the most peaceful place in the world? So, song is a masterpiece. So, anyway, I think I've teased it enough. It's called Only Time and it's by Enya. And I hope that, you know, you can put this on and also have a cup of tea or something and relax no matter what's going on maybe you're on vacation a lot of people are on vacation in july so you're at the beach and you've got this going so hopefully you're finding a place to relax and think about all (laughs) all these somewhat stressful things i brought up about um you know where are you going to get your food and who are you relying on and things like that but listen to enya don't let it you know it's all good. We can, we can discuss this stuff and still, and, and, and still relax too. <laughs> um, I've gotten a few new Patreon members. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Remember to, uh, I'll reach out to you as well, but you can message me your address. If you would like me to send you a letter, 
Thank you also to those who have left reviews recently. They mean so much to me. So great for the podcast. And again, I'm just so excited we've reached these download numbers. And um, it's really, you know, it's it's thanks to you. So th- thank you so, so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. I'm so glad that you that you like the podcast. I, I'm so glad you like it. Um, and you can go to bornofwonder.com and you can contact me there. You can read at blog posts and essays and learn more about the podcast. If you'd like to become a patron, you can follow the link in the show notes. So I hope you have a great relaxing day and, uh, and I will be back soon. I will talk to you next week. I'm Katie Marquette and this is Born of Wonder. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs>